Welcome to the Christian Business Concepts with your host, Harold Milby. Christian Business Concepts is dedicated to guiding companies and business owners in becoming effective, efficient, and successful through God's Word and godly principles. Now, here's your host, Harold Milby. Thanks, Kelly, and uh, welcome, everyone, to this week's Christian Business Concepts podcast. You know, I'm so very thankful that you've decided to download this week's episode, and it's my desire uh, that it encourages you, that it enlightens you, and that it empowers you. You know, it's our purpose here at CBC to help business owners and leaders and anyone else who wants to apply biblical business principles that will help them find true godly success. You know, I believe that God wants to bless you in every area of your life, and I mean that. I mean that because I know His Word says that, and I know that that's what I've experienced in my own life. Now, no, my life's not been perfect, and it's had its ups and downs and its highs and its lows, but I have always been blessed through it all, and He wants that for you. Now, today I want to thank the wonderful people in uh, Brisbane, Queensland, and Australia for all the podcast downloads that you guys have done in the last month. And I'm humbled by the fact that this podcast is ministering to people around the world. You know, there's such a need for Christian businesses and organizations in the kingdom of God. You know, some of the greatest revivals, and I've shared this with you before, in the last 200 years have started through businesses. And uh, with the decrease in the number of people that are going to churches uh, today, I believe that God is beginning to use Christian businesses and organizations to touch the hearts and lives of thousands of people. Now, you know that our vision here at Christian Business Concepts is to help one million businesses apply biblical business principles to find true godly success. And you've heard me say this many times during our podcast, and and it's the reason that this podcast and this ministry was started. So today, I want to take the time uh, today that we have together to define uh, and talk about what true godly success is. That's the that's the purpose. That's the vision of our of our podcast. And so I thought it would be good for us to talk about what is true godly success. Now, according to Webster, success uh, is is defined as a um, favorable and desired outcome, uh, the attainment of wealth and favor or eminence. You know, Dictionary.com defines it as the favorable or prosperous termination of attempts or endeavors, the accomplishment of one's goals, the attainment of wealth, position, honors, or the like. You know, many institutions leave their their students with the idea that success is defined in wealth, fame, or positions, uh, but that's not what God's Word says. In fact, in Luke 12 and 15, it says, And he said unto them, Take heed and beware of covetousness, for a man's life consists not in the abundance of of the things which he possesses. And I like what how the Living Bible translation says it. It says it this way. It says, Beware. Don't always be wishing for what you don't have, for real life and real living are not related to how wit- rich we are. I love that because I think when I think about success, 
I don't think about wealth. I don't think about possessions. I don't think about positions. I think about what what is what does God say uh, that success is. So for the next few minutes, I want to talk about I want to talk about success, and that success is not dependent upon certain things. So let's look at those things. Uh, let's look and see what those specific things are that success is not dependent upon. First of all, success is not dependent upon fame and honor. You know, success should be solely based on, uh, or is not to be solely based on uh, what I would consider to be external validation. Can I say it that way? Or approval, you know, from other people. You know, I believe that recognition and praise can be motivating, uh, but true success comes from within. And it's not contingent upon the opinion of other people. You know, external validation, it's, it's temporary. Uh, it, it's, it's dependent upon what people think about you or me. Uh, true godly success is rooted more in what we would consider to be intrinsic fulfillment. In other words, it comes from the inside out. You know, fame and honor, it's temporary. True success goes well beyond temporary validation. It goes well beyond prestige. You know, Galatians 1 and 10 says, For I am, I now seeking, or am seeking, the, uh, or am not now seeking the approval of man, uh, but of God. Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. So it's not about getting the fame and honor of other people. You know, it's funny, Tom Brokaw tells the story of, of his very first experience with fame. You know, he had just landed that co-host position on the Today Show, and at that time, the Today Show was like, that, that, was, that was, had more viewers than anybody. And he just had become co-host. And he had paid his dues, you know, he, he started in Omaha, uh, you know, and he was on a, a station there locally in the morning uh, there. And then after that, he went to NBC in, in Los Angeles. And uh, he happened to have, uh, uh, again, he just landed this position. He'd been on the morning show for a few weeks, and he happened to be shopping in New York City. And there was a man that kept staring at him, and so Tom Brokaw thought, okay, this is going to be my first instance of, of fame. Uh, people are going to know who I am. And uh, the man finally walked over to him and pointed at him, and he said, hey, you used to do the morning news on KMTV in Omaha, right? He goes, yeah, that's right. He goes, so you're Tom Brokaw, right? He goes, yeah, I am. I'm Tom Brokaw. And then the man looks at him and says, whatever happened to you? So in that instance, Tom Brokaw realized that fame was not as much as what he thought it would be worth. Uh, but, you know, we, we look at that sometimes and we think fame and honor. If I can have fame and honor, then I'll be successful. But that's not what success is dependent upon. Success is also not dependent upon comparison to other people. You know, we do that in life a lot of times. We compare ourselves to somebody else. Maybe you compare yourself to a mentor or somebody you look up to or somebody that's famous, and you compare yourself, and you say, man, if I can be more like them. Uh, but, you know, every person as an individual, you as an individual, you have your own very unique path. You've, you've, got a, you've got your own definition of success, and it's important for you to, to focus on personal growth and development, uh, really, rather than constantly 
uh, comparing yourself to other people. You know, 1 Corinthians uh, uh, chapter 12, verses 14 through 22 says this. It says, For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, Because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body. That would not make it any less a part of the body. And if the ear should say, Because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body. But that would not make it any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense uh, of hearing? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with great, uh, greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body. He's talking about the body of Christ. But God so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that it lacked that there be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care one for another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. So what God is saying here is that you don't have to be like somebody else. You don't have to compare yourself to be somebody else. Be you. Be who you are. Don't try to act like somebody else. Be somebody else. You know, when I first became a pastor years ago, when I was pastoring, you know, when I first started, you know, I, I had some of that issue. You know, I wanted to compare myself uh, to some other pastors, other ministers, other evangelists. I wanted to kind of be like them. But what I found was, is it was easier for me just to be who I am. And uh, so it didn't take me long to figure out it was easier for me to be who I am than try to be like somebody else and compare myself to other people. Now, another thing that, that success does not depend on is material wealth or money or, or possessions. You know, we, we read that passage a minute ago. And I think it's important to have financial stability. I'm not saying that. And material possessions can contribute, you know, to, to us being kind of comfortable in our life, you know. Uh, but true success is not solely dependent on material wealth. You know, success should be measured by the impact and fulfillment uh, that one experiences in their personal and professional life, rather than the accumulation of a bunch of possessions. Uh, you know, I think that that's uh, one of the things that we kind of get lost in, and we think that that's, you know, what success is. But success has really little to do with financial uh, 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 wealth or material wealth. It's, it's much more than that, much, much more than that. You know, another thing that, that, um, uh, that our success is not dependent upon is perfection. You don't have to be perfect to be successful. You know, Mark Twain said this. He said, continuous improvement is better than delayed perfection. You know, success does not require perfection. It's important to embrace the imperfections to learn from our failures along the way. I mean, you know, we're going to fail. It's going to happen. 
you know, success really is more about progress. It's about growth. It's about resilience, you know, when we're faced with um, challenges and tough times, uh, rather than really striving to, to be perfect. You know, um, I've always said this, perfection is the enemy of progress. You don't need to be perfect to have forward movement towards success. You just need to have forward movement. You know, Philippians chapter 3, verses 12 through 14 says, I don't mean to say I am perfect. I haven't learned all I should even yet. But I keep working toward that day when I will finally be all that Christ saved me to be and wants me to be. No, dear brothers, I am still not all I should be, but I am bringing all my energies to bear on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I strain to reach the end of the race and receive the prize for which God is calling us up to heaven uh, because of what Christ Jesus did for us. So here Paul is. He wrote most of the New Testament, and he's saying, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. And so you don't have to be per- Stop trying to be perfect because you're not going to be. The next thing uh, that you don't have to have to have success is short-term results. You know, success is more of a marathon. It's more of a, of a long-term journey, and it's going to require some dedication. It's going to require persistence, especially when we fail and make mistakes. It's going to require a lot of patience. And, you know, meeting short-term goals are good, and sometimes they're really even needed. But they're really, I kind of consider those short-term goals and successes more of a, like a mile marker. You know, when you're driving down the road and you've got these mile markers every every mile. I see those things more of a mile marker on that journey to really long-term success. It's it's really not dependent uh, upon results or quick fixes. True success is built on really more of a, of a consistent effort more of uh, continuous learning and, and commitment uh, to personal and professional development. You know, Proverbs 19 and 2 says, Also, it is not good for a person to be without knowledge. And he who hurries with his feet, acting impulsively and proceeding without caution, or analyzing the consequences, sins, misses the mark. And I love that translation of Proverbs 19 and 2 because it's telling us that we don't have to look for short-term results. This is a long-term game here. The next thing is luck or chance. I don't have to have luck to be successful. You know, now now luck or, or, or chance can, can play a role sometimes in opportunities. But success is not solely dependent on external factors. That's really kind of beyond your control. True success is the result of hard work. It's it's the result of of determination and a positive mindset that really kind of, it it allows you to seize opportunities, but then it also allows you to overcome the obstacles. So basically when we say, you know, if I can just get lucky enough, I can be really successful. I'm just going to have some luck. You know, when we do that, what we're saying is, that luck says we really don't trust or have faith in God's timing. And luck says we don't trust or have faith in God's sovereignty. And luck says we don't trust or have faith in God's guidance. I don't believe in luck. I believe that God has a plan for my life. I believe God has a plan for your life. 
The important thing is, is that you find out what that plan is. And then you begin to do everything you can. You learn everything you can, and you determine that you are going to operate in that purpose or in that plan that God has for you. And God has perfect timing. God is sovereign, and God will give you guidance. You don't have to trust in luck to be successful. The next is status or positions or maybe we might say titles. Um, you know, uh, it's not success is not equated to status or titles. You don't have to have a title to be successful. You don't have to have a certain status uh, to be successful. You know, while achieving uh, leadership positions and prestigious titles, they, they can be a part of your success journey. I'm not saying that it doesn't, but true success is not measured by that. It's it's measured by the impact. Uh, really, and, and I guess I would say the influence that you have on other people, regardless of what your formal position or title is. You know, in Matthew chapter 23, Jesus addresses the issues of people seeking positions and seeking status at length. And I encourage you to read Matthew chapter 23. I'll just give you a few verses that Jesus speaks here in verses 5 through 12. Uh, he says, but all their works they do for to be seen of men. They make broad their phylacteries and enlarge the borders of their garments. And they love the uppermost rooms at feasts and the chief seats in the synagogues and the greetings in the markets and to be called of men rabbi. But be ye not called rabbi, for one is your master, even Christ, because rabbi means master. And all you are brethren. And call no man your father upon the earth, for one is your father, which is in heaven. Neither be ye called masters, for one is your master, even Christ. But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant. And whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased. And he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. So you don't have to have certain positions or titles to be successful. You don't have to be a business owner to be successful. You know, I happen to be the vice president of operations and uh, sales for the company that I work for. But that doesn't make me successful just because I have the title. Titles really don't mean much of anything. You know, I used to say when I pastored all the time about labels and titles that we put on people, and I used to always say, you know, they don't really make any difference because if we go to heaven, they're going to fly off. And if we go to hell, they're going to burn off. So the titles and the labels don't really matter anyway. Now, the next thing that it doesn't uh, that you don't need to be successful is an education. Now, let me say this. I believe that education is a good thing. I believe it's a really good thing, but it's not going to guarantee you success, nor will lack of it uh, be something that will keep you from having success. You know, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 1 and verse 26 says, For consider your calling, brothers, not many of you were wise according to the worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were noble of birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring to nothing things that are. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God, and because of him you are in Christ who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. So God is saying that even though that education is, is a good thing, there's nothing bad about it, 
But that's not what's going to make you successful. You know, he said that not many of you were wise according to the worldly standard. He didn't say none of them were. He said not many of them were. What Jesus was trying to say was you don't have to have that to be successful. You know, think about it. Henry Ford, the founder of Ford Motor Company, uh, had had very little formal education. Uh, he had no college, what you know, to speak of at all. And yet he was very, very successful. Ingvar uh, Kamprad, the founder of IKEA, you know, he struggled in school and he had absolutely no academic credentials whatsoever. But look at IKEA today and look how successful that business is. And so that's the thing that I'm trying to get you to understand is you don't have to have, that's not going to stop you from being successful. You know, Richard Branson, who's the founder of Virgin Airline and the Virgin Group, you know, he struggled his whole life with dyslexia. He dropped out of school. But I don't think anybody today would say Richard Branson is unsuccessful because he didn't have a college education. You know, think about this person, Gabrielle uh, or Coco Chanel, uh, the iconic, the iconic uh, fashion designer. You know, she had a very limited education. She grew up in an orphanage. She didn't have a lot of opportunities. And despite not having that formal training, she really revolutionized the fashion industry. So a lack of education does not have to keep success from coming to you as it did with all these people that I just talked about. So I think they would tell you the same thing. You don't have to let the lack of a formal education keep you from being successful. The other thing that you don't have to worry about that, to keep you from success is your age. Your age. No matter how old you are now, whether you're young or very old, you're never too young, you're never too old for success or to go after really what you want. Let me give you a list here. Here's a short list of people who I believe they accomplish really great things at, at different ages, right? So Helen Keller, at the age of 19 months, she became deaf and blind, but that didn't stop her. She was the first deaf and blind person to earn a Bachelor of Arts degree. Uh, Mozart was already a very competent uh, uh, on the keyboard, he was very competent uh, pl uh, as a player of the violin. He he composed music from the age of five. So Mozart, again, very successful, even at a young age. Anne Frank was 12 when she wrote the diary of Anne Frank. Uh, Magnus Carlsen became a chess grandmaster at the age of 13. And uh, if you're my age, you'll remember Nadia Comaneci, she was a gymnast from Romania, and she scored seven perfect tens and won three gold medals at the Olympics, and she was 14 years old. Think about this. Elvis was a superstar by the time he was 19. Beethoven was a piano virtuoso by the age of 23. And Albert Einstein was 26 when he wrote The Theory of Relativity. I mean, these are people that age didn't stop them from being successful. Alexander the Great he was only 29, but yet at 29, he created one of the biggest, largest empires in the ancient world. Uh, Neil Armstrong was 38 when he became the first man to set foot on the moon. Uh, Mark Twain was 40 when he wrote The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. And he was 49 years old when he wrote Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Uh, Christopher Columbus uh, was 41 when he discovered uh, America. 
And uh, one of my favorite stories is about Colonel Harlan Sanders. You know, I, I got to personally meet him and talk to him when I was young. Uh, but he started uh, KFC, Kentucky Fried Chicken, when he was 61. Uh, Ronald Reagan became president when he was 69. Uh, Jack LaLanne at age 70. Uh, you know, he was handcuffed and shackled, but yet at 70, uh, I mean, at 70 years old, he towed, he pulled 70 rowboats when he was out there uh, shackled and handcuffed. He, he was able to show that strength. Jack LaLanne showed that strength even at 70. And then, of course, Nelson Mandela was 76 when he became president after being in prison all those years. Uh, you know, so I think that you have to look at your age and say, age doesn't matter. Forget about how old you are because your age is not going to stop you from being successful. Uh, another thing that you don't have to have to be successful is a specific station in life. You know, a lot of people say, well, he's successful because he was born into that family. He was successful because he was set up by his parents uh, to be successful and to be a part of that business uh, or to be, um, you know, um, uh, highly educated because they had the money to do it. Uh, he was born into a wealthy family. But let me tell you, your station in life, your position in life, has nothing to do with whether or not you'll be successful. There's a whole lot of people that have have been successful in their life, and they've started with nothing, came from nowhere. And some of these people that I just mentioned when I talked about the different ages are some of those people. They came from nowhere, and uh, but they became successful. So you need to listen. None of these things that we've spoken about today uh, can hinder you from success. Not one of them can hinder you from success. Not one. And I believe that by recognizing what success is not dependent upon, I believe that you can begin to see and cultivate a more, um, what I would say, a more meaningful definition of success for, 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 for you and for even those around you, those you lead. Uh, I believe that you can be truly, truly successful. Winston Churchill was quoted once as saying, of course we realize that success cannot be guaranteed. There are no safe battles. But let me say this. I believe that godly success can be guaranteed. I'll say it again. I believe godly, true godly success can be guaranteed if you'll follow his word, if you'll follow his guidance and his direction. And in next week's podcast, we're going to explore what God defines as success, how to find it, and how to keep it in your life. Father, I thank you once again for those who are listening to this podcast. Lord, I ask you that my words today help them in their business, that help them in their departments, or just help them in their life, Lord, understand that they don't have to have these things that we've talked about, Lord, to be successful. Lord, they have to have a relationship with you. And Lord, they'll find true, true success. Lord, I thank you that it's not dependent upon certain factors. It's not dependent upon conditions. But Lord, they can find true godly success. And Lord, I pray that this podcast helps them on their journey to be successful. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Well, thank you again for downloading this week's Christian Business Podcast, and and be sure to share the link with this podcast, maybe with two or three or more other people, and help us to build the CBC community. As I said at the, the beginning of the podcast, I, my vision is to, to help one million businesses find true godly success through biblical principles that they apply. And uh, I, I believe that we can do that. I believe I can do it with your help, but I, I need your help, and I need you to help me to share this podcast with other people. Well, that's all the time we have for today. So until next time, I want you to remember, Jesus is Lord. And he wants you blessed. Thank you for tuning into this week's Christian Business Concepts podcast. Go to ChristianBusinessConcepts.com for more information and resources. Be sure to check out other podcasts that will help you take your business and your personal life to a whole new level of success.